But there's two Joe Bidens. Sorry. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, come on, man. <laughs> Don't be a dick. My buddy Max wait, wait, wait. in the business. Yeah. Going for that sponsorship, Dr. Peppa. I'm a Peppa. Ice cold, Dr. Peppa. I'm a Peppa. Here. Are you a Peppa? So we got room for like a cooler. I know, like a logo on it or something. Again, once if this is what we're gonna go with. Pale. By the way, Jackson, Jackson made this logo. No, uh, once you're ready and find like once you're finally happy, I like this. I'm I, good I dig with this it. Right. I really do dig it. Like now I'm just like I, okay. I, this is. That, 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 well, no, I can have Chris. Chrissy can cut this shit out with her cricket machine, and we can have custom tumblers. Mm-hmm. And then, if you want a cooler, oh yeah, then we can have a cooler. Yeah, well, just like the just the cups or like mugs or something, you know. Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to do that type of hipster. We could do like a tea bag in it, and maybe we'll tea bag each other. Why? I was waiting for the tea. I was waiting for the tea bag joke right there. So, welcome to another episode of. Brain Snacks with Jackson Max. I'm your host, Max War. With me as always, Jax. Jackson. Hubbard. Hubert. 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 Human. Jack's human. Oh, well, today's. Ooh, ooh human. Ooh. Jack. Jack's human. Yeah. Jack's human. Oh. I was a Jack's off, whatever. Yeah, yeah. well. <laughs> Is Jack's on air or Jack's off air? Jack's off. I actually changed my Instagram name to Jack's on Jack's blank. Because ah, Jackson that's Jackson. So welcome to another episode of Jackson Max Brain Snacks. Ooh, we're serving up snack packs. Today we are wanting to discuss uh, feeling stuck in life and how that can be to your detriment. How we can help you as an individual. It's pretty much the, the topic. The reason we're discussing this is because we both had similar circumstances and everybody feels this way at some point in their life where they just, they're just not happy with where they are and they feel like they can't go any further or they feel helpless. They feel like they can't get anything accomplished in life uh, outside of what they, what they are. And they're always feeling, they feel anxious. They feel overwhelmed. And sure. maybe we can help you get past that by talking about how we've personally overcome our, our own personal uh feelings of being stuck in life we're more similar than different so our insight is also probably close to what most people feel you know i mean it's just the we're coming out and saying it you know we come from we come from very different backgrounds and yet we still managed to end up along the same brain uh wavelength brain wise so that's again yet another reason why i really wanted to do the podcast with you is because despite our difference in age and despite our difference in upbringing, we still, we're not the same person, obviously, but we have very similar. You're far superior. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, if we're going by seniority standards, then yeah, I guess maybe, but no, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about who's better, uh, even though I win. <laughs> we're, no, we're going to talk about uh, how our own personal circumstances, how we've overcome the feeling of being stuck in life. And it, it's never going to be an overnight success. It's you're never going to overcome all the adversity in your life in a day. 
And a lot of people, I think they expect, especially in today's climate and in today's atmosphere, everybody expects immediate results, mm-hmm. instant gratification. Cause that's overstimulated, man, overstimulated, overstimulated and over socialized. And also undereducated and underinformed. And I don't I'm like, I don't care about your college background, your education background, despite all these other aspects of your life. If you went to college, doesn't mean that you learned how to live your life and how to succeed in life. All education in, this, in a classic school setting does is prove that you have the ability to absorb and regurgitate knowledge. That doesn't Basically. mean that you actually learned anything about life. Um, and with the social media atmosphere today, again, everybody feels they have to prove themselves and they put on a fake front all the time. And we'll get that's that's a completely other episode. But what we're going to talk about today is, uh, or at least in this part, is redefining success. And what success means to you is going to help you understand how to overcome that feeling of being stuck because you've. When you feel stuck in life, if you're, it's basically, you feel like you're not going any further than you are. You're stuck in a rut and you don't know how to get out. And if you stop and actually think about and reevaluate where you are versus where you came from, you'll realize that if you've actively worked towards whatever goals you had, you'll realize just how much of a success you actually are not necessarily by somebody else's standards. Right. Because it's not, it's not about anybody else. It's Mm. your, your path is your path. Exactly. And and, and that path is not outlined to you by college. It's not outlined to you by your peers. You don't know you, you, you only, you know, the answers for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so your success is only determined by you. (laughs) What, what would you classify success as? And to, I wrote this down in the show notes for us uh, to talk about because this has a great, great deal of meaning to me. And I'm sure that Jackson can can agree with me on this. It's uh, the story of Megadeth. For those of you that aren't privy to listening to Megadeth, I'm not necessarily a huge fan. But Dave Mustaine was the one of the original guitar players for Metallica. Metallica. Mm hmm. Now, everybody knows who Metallica is and a lot of Metallica. People, people know Megadeth. They know the they know the name, but they may not know the songs. They can't like they don't have that one giant iconic rock song that everybody knows, you know, Inner Sandman by Metallica. Right. Well, Dave Mustaine got fired from Metallica, went on, made his other band, Megadeth, his basically his giant solo project. And Dave Mustaine went on to sell millions and millions of records worldwide, right? So this guy gets fired from arguably one of the biggest metal bands on the planet, goes on to do a wonderfully successful things, sold millions of albums, toured worldwide, just crushed it as a musician. And in this, in the music industry, it's nearly impossible, especially nowadays, to achieve that kind of level of success. And yet Dave Mustaine still feels like he's a failure. Right. Because he's comparing himself to something that, I mean, it's, it's, 
it's unrealistic. Well, he's holding himself to a, a completely different standard. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little bit more, I, I understand why he he has a hard time getting over that, why he still feels like he's a failure. Because when you were a part of something at the beginning and then you get yeah, booted you, out. I mean, I mean I, like you would feel like, you know, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. But I actually, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that it was because he was too good. Or maybe that was, no, no, that, no was that was, that uh, was, um, Les, Les Claypool is too Les, good for Les Metallica. Les Claypool didn't, didn't get the job with Metallica because he was, A, too good. And I think he was just way too goofy for Metallica. Mm-hmm. And again, somebody, I love... Somebody I, like, he's so goofy, but he's so serious. Yes, yes. He's so serious about being goofy. I love that. <laughs> well, I mean, he he takes his goofiness extremely seriously. And, but, and Les Claypool, I think, is completely comfortable with his level of success. And a lot of people, especially the kids today, they may not know this, but Les Claypool wrote the intro song for South Park. Park. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. I think he actually even made them the remixes for the, the current seasons. I'm oh, not really? sure. I know he did the original and they still did. They just do remixes of the variation variations of the original now. Uh, but we digress because this is what we do. We go way off topic. Yes. Yes. But we have to discipline ourselves. But Dave Mustaine. You guys don't know all the work we've done behind the scenes to do that. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave Mustaine, despite being like a gold album, platinum selling artist, he still felt like a failure because he was holding himself. He was comparing himself to somebody else rather than appreciating his own accomplishments. Right. So if you are feeling stuck in life and you feel that you're not at the level of success that you feel you should be at, perhaps it's time to reassess what you classify as success. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn to accept yourself in some ways. I think you have to just accept and and not just as like, Oh, I'm going to accept myself like as an accept defeat, Mm -hmm. but accept where you are right now, Mm -hmm. no matter if that's with your, if you say you want to lose weight Mm -hmm. and you, and, and just accepting where you're at right now and looking at it objectively. Yeah. And then, and then you, you know, you do great things when you learn to accept your absolutely what, where you're at right now. Well, because without that, your brain is, is just going to go into chaos. mm -hmm. And that's what I think a lot does to a lot of people. Well, this, uh, depending on when this airs, this may be a little bit farther in the rear view mirror, but I actually, uh, had a awesome interaction online on social media with a couple of people that were bashing the band I work, I play for the Velcro pygmies and they came on. Uh, this is again, in the time of COVID lockdowns are still kind of a thing, but restrictions are loose all over the Southeast, which is where we're based out of. And we haven't even played in Birmingham, Alabama since pre COVID. So it's now been over a year since we played. Right. Don't, don't be, a, don't be, a, don't do that. <laughs> Why? Man. Why? Come on now. Oh. I'm just trying to make, make, Big brother happy, okay? Look, the CIA is already listening to us. The NSA is watching. He's watching. No, man. Cut those cameras off. <laughs> they don't need those cameras, man. They're fine. They're they're listening through our phones and they're uh, they're actually taking sonar sonar images of the, the entire room right now. Hey, they know awesome. they know Andrew's here. By, by the way, we want to thank Andrew for coming out oh, and letting us sure. use his camera. We appreciate you being here. Thank you for helping out and being a part of this. Also, with us as always is the mighty Dustin Trey back here. The man, the man, the myth, the legend. How's that Packers game going? Again, just to just to give you guys an idea of what when we recorded this. Down one touchdown. Packers are down by seven, from a touchdown right now, ten and they're in the red zone. Yep. Mm. Okay, so just give us a big whoop if they win. Okay, so 
<clears throat> I was having this huge online interaction where people were bashing the Velcro Pygmies for uh, continuing to play shows during COVID. Now, my argument to them, how else are you going to eat? Well, they expect me to go back out and work a regular nine to five after dedicating more than half of my life to my craft. Mm -hmm. And through no fault of my own, they like the government, not just the federal government, because the federal government doesn't have a whole lot of say over state policy yet. It's coming. But there's two Joe Bidens. Sorry. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. But uh, a lot of the states the Pygmies play in, uh, Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, and uh, Georgia, and especially Florida, they've loosened restrictions or lifted all restrictions. So there's no mandatory mask mandate. The in South's Florida, there's world. no manda mandatory mask mandate. The Georgia, they pulled it, but they may have put it back in. But I didn't mm. wear I was in Georgia. We were in Georgia this whole last weekend, and it wasn't an issue for me. But- I had people come on there and poo-pooing us. We're playing super spreader events, which the Pygmies have dealt with this one or two times before where people want to troll us. And while I understand, I understand the outrage to a degree, the amount of hate and attack that we got just from that one post was unreal, especially since I was very calm about it. I went on, somebody tagged, uh, didn't tag us in a post, but Facebook algorithms sent me a notification said, hey, this Jagoff went ahead and posted a picture with you. Do you want to tag yourself? And I don't know this. I didn't recognize the name and I won't give him enough credit to even say his name on on camera. But so I clicked on it and it's just this giant feed of them just ragging on the band, ragging on my mohawk. And, you know, because yeah, a little bald. That's fine. Dude, I'm, I'm secure. I'm secure in who I am as a person. It, you want to talk smack about it's the way I road, look? It's just a little road rash. I mean, yeah, come well, on, dude. What are you going to do? What I are you mean, gonna do? it makes everything better. Ask, ask my wife why I went bald on the sides. Oh, I don't even want to know. I, I heard her laughing in the living room this morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. We hope that you're enjoying the audio version of the podcast. If you'd like to watch the full version, click the link in the description or go to brainsnackspodcast.com. And now, back to the show. <laughs> but th these guys are just just hating on the band, hating on the band, hating on like image wise. And look, I saw some of their profiles. And if I wanted to be petty, I could have just posted their picture next to mine. And just been like, really? <laughs> this is, this that would have been enough. This is this is this is what you want to do. You want to you want to make fun of little old Mohawk when just you look like a troglodyte? Are you back. are you serious? You making oh. fun of poor little Joe Dirt. When Jesus comes back. <laughs> is this where you want to be? Is this where you want to be? <laughs> Great film. So it started off just, you know, picking on, picking on, picking on. And then they had this one. And I want to say, I say in the nicest way possible. Bleep that, Dustin. No, no. This guy, this guy is a total idiot. Total moron. Has no idea what it means to actually be a musician or appreciate music in general. He went on there and had the audacity to say that. Velcro Pygmies were a band because we play covers, which, by the way, the band has like seven original albums and we're currently working on some new material, which Dustin, Dustin was in the studio with us recording video. So oh, Velcro Pygmies testify. Total <laughs> band. Well, yeah, obviously. I couldn't agree more. I mean, look at the bass player. I mean, I obviously, if that more. says anything about the band, <laughs> you know, the weakest link. Yeah, well, <laughs> come you know. on. Come on, man. What is a shitty man? I mean, redefine well, that. Well, he defined he defined it very clearly for me. And the way he defined a shitty band was a band that plays covers. Hmm. He said that we were lazy 
which hilarious. I never met a group of more hardworking people in my life. So that that comment. Okay. I challenge this little, I didn't, again, I didn't argue with him because I don't, I don't want to engage with that in that kind of activity on social media because it's completely, well, it's completely pointless because there's no, there's no way I'm going to be able to change somebody's mind with logical, sensible conversation because that's not what social media is for anymore. Well, when you reduce to that name calling, yes. you're no longer at the well, point where you can And that's you what can this kid was doing. Do that. Yeah. He was just bashing the band, bashing the band. We're not real musicians. We're not professional. We're not, we're just lazy. And I'm just like, you know what, dude? And his his only claim to fame, all he does is original music. All he does is original music. And it's metal and it's, I went and I listened to it and uh, he needs he needs to spend like, instead of writing so much, maybe he just needs to pick a few songs that he really wants to do and go to a real legit studio mm. and spend the money on the production because it, the quality of it was atrocious. Well, and like, and, and, and I, it's like me, look, like I could, if someone's nice and, and supportive mm-hmm. of hardworking people like the pygmies, I can look past a lot of that. Yeah. And, and do your original music. I don't care. You don't have to play covers. No well, one's no one's pointing a gun and saying you have to do this, you have to do that. But you, but at the end of the day, what you guys are is a business. Yeah. So, I mean, and and a good one at that. So, well, again, thir- thirty year track record of success is kind of hard to argue with. Mm-hmm. You know, most bands have their long; they have a longevity of you know four years, five years tops mm-hmm. uh, before people start splitting off, and that's just that's just the nature of business because eventually personalities start and friction forms but this kid metal artist i don't think he can sing at all well again uh, hey it's I, cool it's I cool love man. metal dude come on man but he I can't love biscuit for some for somebody that's talking to, to somebody that plays music for a living he i don't think he could sing or hold an actual note everything he does is screaming which hey that's your thing dude i'll listen to it right on his main claim to fame was that he op- his band opened for Cannibal Corpse. And I'm just like, okay, A, 99% of the people on this thread have no idea who Cannibal Corpse is. Two, I was listening to Cannibal Corpse when you were probably six years old, pissing your pants, scared of the boogeyman in the closet. Right. One of the first songs I learned on guitar before I realized how terrible I was at it was <laughs> Strangled by Cannibal Corpse. I'm like... He's talking down to me while he has no idea who I am as a person. He's degrading anything I, I would consider an accomplishment or success in my life. And I'm trying to explain to him. I was like, just because you feel that what I'm doing is not of value doesn't mean that other people don't see value in it. And that doesn't necessarily negate the fact that I should feel proud of my accomplishments. Yeah, I mean, have you ever listened to Yoko Ono? I mean, I don't think there's any value in that. Oh but my god, dude, dude, dude! Why would you put that in I my mean, head? I mean, now, no, no. But but no. but but I'm also like on the wavelength to be able to have the capacity to understand why somebody would like that. I don't personally like it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, everything in life, you can choose to go deep, or mm-hmm. you can choose to be name calling and be an, an asshole. You yeah. Know well, what I mean, I mean, I mean, so I'm saying like you can you can immerse yourself and like okay, these guys are playing four shows a week consistently. <laughs> yeah. You know, playing for what? I mean, I would say a a, a bad night for y'all is at least five hundred people. Yeah, so well, I mean, yeah, depending on. depending on the venue. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I mean, you pretty much pretty much pack out the venue. On on average, 
we we the majority of the time we play to pretty well packed venues. Right. So you can either you you can you can think, well, would I want to trade places with this person? Mm-hmm. Would I want to maybe not work at you know Best Buy mm-hmm. anymore? Yeah. And you know, I mean, I mean, you start well, that, to, you that also start his... to be able to appreciate and understand why somebody would want to do something like that. And I mean, it's not that you're incapable. I mean, you yeah. you've been in several yeah. original bands that great music. Yeah. I mean, again, I mean, I, I mean I've it, written nothing albums against worth that. of music. Yeah. But. The, the the fact and he he couldn't get past this is because of covid he blamed the velcro pygmies specifically not the venues not other bands the velcro pygmies for perpetuating covid mm-hmm. we are solely responsible in this kid's eyes and i say kid because I, if he's older than 21 and still talking the way he he is god help this country mm-hmm. which honestly wouldn't surprise me anyway at this point in life but the the amount of I've heard of his band, and I and I, you know me being the person I am, I might would have checked it out one day. Well, what he fails to realize is that the Velcro Pygmies, myself, and the band in general, we've actually gone out of our way to help promote other bands that w- wanted to do more or play more or just bands that we had a connection with. Which is one of the reasons why the Pygmies are so successful because the Pygmies are never have never been about the Pygmies. The Pygmies is about everyone else that's oh, involved. The fan base. It's it's the about fan base it's about, and then community. And, and and the most powerful leaders are the ones who bring others up. Mm-hmm. So how could you how could you argue with that? Well the, again and that's, and this, that's this that's there success. was there was no arguing logic with him, which told me a couple of things about him. As a musician, he is extremely immature. Because he can't make that parallel between performing live and making a living, even if it's playing covers or originals. He can't make that parallel that I'm still a performer and an entertainer and a musician. He he will he refused to accept that. And when I realized that, I, I cut ties with with the feed. I'm just like, well, you know what? I try to be polite, and obviously. You just want to be a so you can't convince that. I'm gonna. Well, I'm just gonna wash my hands of it and be done. So I washed my hands. I walked away from it and hope you feel successful. Well, I I actually in my farewell, I said, you know, keep you know, stay safe, keep rocking, and I wish you nothing but success. And I hope this kid. And that's when you're the biggest kid. I hope this kid sells million million records as a black metal artist. But realistically, I know in this market, it'll never fucking happen. Certainly not with his attitude, yep. because <clears throat> going back to the success, how this ties in. Attitude, I used everything. to be that kid when I was when I was your age. I was all original. That's all I was about. I was all original band. And, and man, we were really good in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how good we actually were, but I like to think that we were pretty, pretty good. And we were we were entertaining. We were st- every every project I've ever done has always been high energy, especially the live shows. But. Uh, when I was your age, the way I would define success was I'm going to be on MTV. And this was, you know, again, because I'm old compared to the rest of you guys, uh, because I'm so old, this was back when MTV still played music videos. Mm. I was just like, but no, I'm, the success would be, you know, I'm, I'm touring the world and I'm selling out, you know, hundred thousand seat venues and blah, which is a nice dream to have, but it's just, that that's not, uh, you don't do it for that. No. First of all, that that's the one reason you won't succeed. Because yeah. if, if you if that's what you want, you'll never yeah. get it. You know, you can't want something so bad. Yeah. 
Well, as I as I got older and as I started uh, again, I've been playing music professionally now for just over eleven years, and I've that's a come long to time, the man. yeah, I don't know, that's right? awesome. I've but I've come to the to the understanding, the realization for myself, regardless of what anybody else thinks about it, is that what I do now is a success. Mm-hmm. I consider myself a success. Now, I'm not saying that monetarily I'm successful. I'm not saying that spiritually I'm completely successful or fulfilled, but I will say that but you're not dead yet in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm working on it. Every, every day I'm one step closer to be morbid about it, <laughs> but to, to read like the way that my mindset has changed over the years is I went from being that kid. It's like, you shouldn't play covers. You're just lazy. Blah, blah, to now my passion for performing and playing music I do that for a living. I don't sell shoes at journeys anymore. I don't work 60, 70 hours a week killing myself and then like trying to squeeze in my live shows on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I can I go out and I play with with my band or my wife and I go and play an acoustics show. And what we do, what like that's how I make my living. That's how me and my wife, that's our sole source of income. And, and to we're be in this able beautiful to, home. Oh, it's pretty ish. I mean. It's only because my wife knows how to design. Otherwise, she cracks the whip, though. I've been I've been working on this house pretty hardcore during this uh, lockdown. It looks great, man. Thank you again. You, Thank you, Chrissy. About yeah, there she is. That was really loud in the mic, probably yeah, a little bit. But it's yeah, fine. it's all about perspective, man. I mean, and it, that's it, it, but that's, that's how my, ultimately changes your perspective, and, 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 and that's and that will help you in more in, in a lot of different ways. Yes. It will help you not feel so stuck. It will help you. Um, appreciate things that maybe you didn't mm-hmm. and, and that that's it, it will change you Your perspective re, will that's change how you. redefining success worked worked out for me is coming to that realization that you know i'm i may not because the percentage of musicians that actually succeed and make it according to uh like monetary standards mm-hmm. that they're so few and far between i have friends and other bands that have actually been signed by sony uh they went out they recorded like seven albums worth of music and not a soul not a soul heard any of their albums because Sony shelved them. This was right when Fallout Boy came out. Talk uh, about a sellout, uh, man. That's a sellout. This is a uh, <laughs> yeah. The, if you guys want to check it out, it's a great band. Uh, they don't. They, I think they play once a year in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and that's where they're from. There's a band called Merriweather, uh, spelled like Merriweather and Clark, okay. Lewis and Clark, Merriweather Lewis. What's your honor? Uh, they were very, um, they were rock, but they were along the same lines of Fall Out Boy. So they're no you longer know, around? No, not anymore. Okay. No. So they don't even Unf- play. Unfortunately, because they, they, they were a great band. They don't play once a year? Or they do still play they, once they, a year? They play, they usually play like one show a year. And they play at this place called the Varsity Theater in Baton Rouge. That's super cool to me. See, yeah. like that, that well, to they're, me, they're, that, all, that's, they're all friends. That's cool. Like that's, but that's what people want to they, they wrote some. They wrote some great music, but when they got signed, and again, I, I still categorize them as a, wildly huge success because this band that I knew, I knew the guys, they got signed and went off, went off to uh, LA and they recorded all these albums. But what sucked for them is when they got signed, it was the same time that fallout boy started releasing singles. So they could have been fallout boy. Well, they were now, now Sony, it, it wasn't their decision to get shelved. It was Sony's decision to be like, well, now the market's oversaturated. Oh, yeah. So, and they didn't sound like Fallout Boy. I'm just saying that was kind of the, the genre that I would, I'm guessing that Sony put them in because they weren't hard rock. They were more poppy ish. 
Not that they were not like they weren't simplified music, but they were like pop punk pop rock. Mm-hmm. But they got shelved, and that that's terrible. But I mean, again, they got way more way farther with their original music careers than I ever did. Mm-hmm. Well, now, and, and nowadays, what's so cool is that there's no there's no gatekeepers. Nope. There's no gatekeepers. Nope. It's literally about the art. I mean, and and, and, that's, and, and it is about, it's about the art. It's mm-hmm. about the market. Mm-hmm. And if the market's oversaturated, it's no, it's your job to say it's oversaturated. You know, or, it's, to, it's, or to separate, make yourself separate. separate. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, you, you don't, you no longer rely on, you know, these suits mm-hmm. as much as you used to. I'm not saying that they don't, they still don't come for you because they do. Cause that money, you know, money's the well, root they, of all evil. They have, they have the money and the distribution. And, and they're, they're the ones that can put you on iHeartRadio playlists and all right. this crap. So in a way, they're kind of still gate. They're still gatekeeping. They, they are for the the huge superstardom, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Other than that, I mean, Justin Bieber got found on by Usher on YouTube, right? Not not to really give and him that, too and that was when that's you know that's then. Mm-hmm. So now it's it's even it's even less about you know trying to convince record label heads, you know. Oh, again, they're 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 exactly. not they're not going to be investing the kind of money that they used to. They don't have to anymore. No, I mean, you they, literally spend more find money. your little nook nowadays, yeah. and you say, "I'm making cool shit for my people that are cool, also." Yes, and then it's like, "Hey," and 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 to me, that's success. You know, and that that's me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I'm cool with that. Like I'm cool. My success is independence. Mm-hmm. It's just independence from the machine. It's just like, and that's what I feel like you do, and that's one of the reasons. Boom! I think you and I are so, you know, on the same wavelength because mm-hmm. that's exactly what I want in life. No matter what I do, is to be independent from the machine. Mm-hmm. Dude, I that, mean, you still got to pay taxes. You, you sum that up so well, man. That, <laughs> again, I'm so glad, so glad that you decided to do this with me. Cause, oh, dude, it's an <gasps> honor for real. God, oh, no, we're, we're 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 navigating this. Shit. Yes, I I think I think the takeaway from this segment, uh, again, of redefining success is evaluating where you started versus where you wanted to be and seeing where you are right now. And if you've moved forward in life, regardless of what Avenue you're talking about, and whether it's, you know, again, in your relationship or it's your job or if it's your home life or if it's just your, your hobby, mm-hmm. uh, redefining success is should, to you should just be about evaluating where you were, where you plan on ultimately being and where you fall in between there. And if you are anywhere further from where you started, congratulations, you're a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, May not be where you want to ultimately no. end up, but that's, that's where you, it, it's a daily thing. It's, it's constant. We're, we're all individually just works in progress. Mm-hmm. And when you start to think in these terms, then you, you see, that again, the person that I am now is not the same person I was five years ago, six years ago. When me and my wife got married, I'm not the same person I was then. I'm a much better person now. And I consider that to be a great success. And I'm sure my wife would agree. <laughs> but it ha- that's just me growing as a person. Not that I changed right. as, I, as a person, but like my, my thought process, uh, my positivity, my negativity. Yes. You evolved. I've evolved, but I think I've evolved into a better person than I was. And that's the trajectory that you want in life. And that's how you calculate success. You don't calculate success in necessarily dollar signs. Again, I could go back to work. I had, I could go back to work doing just about anything because I have, I have 
a very high adaptability to whatever whatever I choose to do. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to be wildly oh, I know. successful. I've seen, I, I mean, I mean, look, you wanted to start a podcast, and I mean, our podcast looks amazing, sounds amazing. Well, I mean, a, a lot and, of that has to do with, with our production staff today. Uh, Dust, sure. Dustin was here for the first episode, and now we have Andrew over here on another camera. Uh, so yeah, but it. It all depends on how much you throw yourself into something mm-hmm. and trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm, that, that, that's that's one of the big things is trusting yourself over the opinions of others and not overvaluing others' opinions. Because I think a lot of the um, a lot of the issues that people have with their success is c- comparing, mm-hmm. and that that sort of that that's just a negative rabbit hole you can chase off into you know whatever. Well, and, I- and and so so having that ability to 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 be with yourself mm-hmm. and and feel yourself and say, am I successful? Mm-hmm. Does my mom think I'm successful? Does, you know, so-and-so, I mean, you and yours, yeah. you know, feel successful. Yeah. And that's, that's important for the psyche that you, you have to oh, be able yeah, to. For, for hey, emotional and mental health. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And it, again, if you, if you can't grasp that you've actually moved forward in life or in whatever you're trying to be become successful at if you don't feel like you've moved forward even after evaluating well then that just gives you a new starting point point. Mm-hmm. and then you can move forward from there because you're just like well i know that this this and this didn't work because now i didn't move at all towards my end goal mm-hmm. one of the things i'm learning to try to do is to not fear the future so much mm-hmm. is to just trust that by looking backwards mm-hmm. being present i will end up in the future that I want mm. and not, and not, you know, letting go of trying to have so much control over everything, you know? Yeah. And, and just kind of knowing that my intentions are what they are mm. and that eventually I will end up, you know, at a, in, at a better plateau. Not hopefully not a plateau. That was a stupid well, reference, but well, uh, that's what life is. Life is full of plateaus. Mm-hmm. At least for me, it is because you, you always want to strive for that ever never ending upward arc. But then at some point, you'll either either get burnout or you'll just even let's say that you ultimately master something. So you master something. So you master it. You're plateaued. Mm -hmm. There's there's no more upward, upward momentum. And what's next? Exactly. So and that's when you get your next upward arc, whether again, you're playing drums or doing graphic design Mm -hmm. or pulling cable, because I love when you said pulling cable. That's my favorite line out of your mouth ever. <laughs> when did cable. I say that? Oh, about yeah, pulling yeah, fire alarm cable? Yeah, yeah pull it, pull it, pull no, a cable. I hate that shit. Me and the guys are pulling cable. I'm like... Did I say I like doing that? Because I... No, you didn't say that you okay. like doing it. But it doesn't mean that you don't take pride in what you do. Right. And that's that's like, regardless of what you do in life, uh, to try to strive to be successful at it, just take pride in your work. If you're flipping burgers at McDonald's, if you're... Uh, Stuffing my taco over at Taco Bell. All Sponsor right, us, please. Right. <laughs> we're going for two sponsorships today. We're going for Taco Bell and we're going for Dr. Pepple. Dr. Pepple. Dr. Pepple. I don't know but, what camera to look at. But whatever, whatever you're doing, you know, you want $15 an hour? I better see you taking pride in your work. Yeah. I'll support I'll support your right to get $15 an hour if you don't <laughs> cut my order. We're moving to robotics. That's all I got to say. Oh, well, on, on that, we're moving to robotics. And on that note, I'm going to say that we're going to go ahead and shut down this segment. Let's go ahead and move on to the next segment. Let's do. Next segment is redefining goals. Goals. Realistic goals. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Yeah. 
If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe and review so you never miss a fresh, tasty episode.